0: I think something that I have noticed for people that have had extremely challenging moments, Mm -hmm. I would consider big T trauma. Okay, so these are things that shock your whole system. Your nervous system tends to listen to you in a different way. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to dealing with your nervous system's misunderstanding, Mm Yeah. Of where you want to head, because it 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 initiates a freeze response or a flight response. Where does that fit in the framework when it comes to being able to address, shift, process, clear that out? Hi, I'm Colleen Nelson, licensed therapist, trauma expert, and fellow badass woman, ready to rise up right alongside you. This podcast, Let the Rest Burn. It's for the woman who has ignored, attacked, or even silenced her inner voice because she thought it was broken and needed to be fixed. It's for the woman who is ready to rise up and fully step into her desire, her joy, her full power, and make the impact she was destined to make. For the woman who cannot stand one more second waiting, watching, and witnessing the world crumble, and is ready to rebuild and expand into a better future. For a woman who is so done trying to fix the world, she decided to start with healing herself, and she let the rest burn. everyone and welcome back to Let the Rest Burn. Today I'm here with Bevan Ferrand, who is the host of the podcast called All the Damn Things and the founder of the Take the Damn Chance movement. I cannot wait to dig in with you, Bevan. Your story is one for the books and I would love, love, love for you to introduce yourself, tell my listeners why you say damn all the time (laughs) (laughs) and and what is your podcast about? What's the movement about? Let's just kind of dive into who you are. Yeah, that's always the first
1: thing I have to tell people. I say the word damn a lot, but it does mean something, I promise. I'm (laughs) not just a little bit sweary. So yeah, I founded this movement, Take the Damn Chance, after going through some of the most difficult experiences of my life and then also looking back at them. So I, um, in 2019, just six days after my 40th birthday, my husband passed away in the middle of the night. So we had just returned from this whirlwind trip to France for my birthday. It was the day after Thanksgiving, and he just didn't wake up. He had undiagnosed heart disease. We had no idea that this was coming. And I, we had two young children at the time. My daughter was two and a half, and my son was 10 months old. And all of a sudden, I was thrust into this role of solo parent of two Mm-hmm. sole financial provider. I had a brand new business because didn't mention that I had just been laid off six months Ooh. prior for the third time in under 10 years. Oh, wow. And so I was dealing with all of this without the love of my life and my best friend and yeah. my biggest cheerleader at my side. And I made this post on social media talking about the trip we'd been on, talking about losing Mark. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I said, whenever you're faced with a choice, just take the damn trip. Ooh. I and people that. really resonated with that. I got so many messages from people saying, you know, I was going to say no to this trip with my friends, but now I'm going to go. Or we took this trip with my parents right before they passed away and it meant the world to us. And I, I changed it over time because it really isn't about trips. Like people thought I was a right. vacation planner. are <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> we're going on a cruise. So I changed it to take the damn chance yes. because we take the chance on that dream that's in our mm-hmm. heart, the one that we keep pushing to the side. We take the chance on ourselves. And so the word "damn" became this framework that I everything that I do is based around. Or I had a mastermind called "Grow the Damn Business." Mm-hmm. I have um, I ha- have founded this method called the "Do the Damn Thing" method, and so it stands for: decide and declare, attend your own party, moments, not minutes, and now is the time. Mm-hmm. And when you apply these four mindsets to your life in any area, it makes. Incredible things possible, and that's really where we talk on my podcast. We talk about all the damn things, all those mm-hmm. moments in life that make us go, "Damn, yes,
0: yes." <laughs> and
1: like, it, and a lot of times, because I work with a lot of women who've been through what I call deeply challenging experiences, mm-hmm. and they are self-described, self, you know, self-assessed. But it is the moments that make us stop in our tracks and say, "Damn, that was hard," mm-hmm. and that's my barometer for okay, things are gonna, things are gonna get interesting here.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, I love how you have created meaning out of trauma. I think, you know, as a, as a trauma therapist and coach, it's something I see happen more often than people think. And mm. when you, you fully surrender mm. to What has happened, and that moment, that moment of like, well, shit, Mm (laughs) like, yeah, right, like that's one word I use. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We (laughs) cuss on this podcast. That's all right. I mean, there's a lot of words I've used for those moments. Yes, there's no way I can't say fuck and talk about trauma. Yeah, (laughs) it just doesn't work. Yeah. So I, you know, but I think like everybody asks. They say how, how do I hold space for trauma all the time, right? How do, Mm -hmm. how do I do the trauma therapist thing? And it's because. When people reach this moment, it's actually the most beautiful, vulnerable, fucked up place you could imagine, but you get very real with yourself. You get very raw. You get very honest. And what happens after in time, let's let's say in time, is just such a a beautiful unfolding and blossoming of someone's pure essence. And I wish it didn't take trauma for people to do that, but this is the human experience we're in. And suffering is part of it. And so being able to take these moments and allow the blossoming to to occur is part of how we actually navigate the human experience with grace and tenderness and love and joy, along with all of the hard stuff alongside it.
1: Absolutely. I mean- I like to be very clear with people. I didn't pop up the next morning and say, "I'm going to create a movement." <laughs> right. Exactly. It was about a year and a half after Mark passed away, which still feels really, really fast. I mean, I'm not not ignorant of that fact, but it really wasn't unfolding. It wasn't something that I thought I need to create this this movement. It was really looking at The hard things that I've been through, not just losing Mark, but I went through years of fertility treatments to Mm -hmm. have our kiddos. I lost my home in a house fire. I lost Mm -hmm. my dad to cancer, you know, all of these things. And then I had to look too at the most amazing things that I've created, like having our kiddos, even after going through IVF and miscarriage and building my business. You know, after I got laid off, I built that business up to $300,000 in 18 months, even grieving the loss of my husband, Mm -hmm. even in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, so 2020
0: was around the corner. So.
1: Right? No, it was the yeah. Yeah. And I also chose to go after what I call my biggest boldest dream to mm. date, which is that when Mark passed away, we were 60 days away from starting our next round of IVF. Mm-hmm. And so in 2020, I made the decision. To move forward with that IVF and 20 months after Mark passed away, I gave birth to our third child, which was yeah. a huge dream of mine. Mm. And so that is, to me, it's like, how do we navigate these really mm. difficult situations? You said with grace, I say grace and creativity. Ooh, love that. And go after and bring to life our biggest dreams. Mm. And that is, to me, the crux of the damn framework. Yes.
0: Yes, it is. And so it's like, I don't even, I want to ask you the question, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, so I'm going to frame it differently for you, Bevan. Okay. and I'm, I'm going to challenge you here a little bit. I mean, okay. I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready I know. to answer, but I mean, no, frame it differently. Are you, are you ready for challenge? No, no way. No, I um, can't do it. So you've had a lot of external mm. things happen right that you have had to burn down you Mm -hmm. have had literally and figuratively yeah yeah. so internally yeah when faced with the life ahead and these big bold dreams you had and the things you wanted to create and the person that is sitting before me today what did you have to burn internally in order for you to be able to step fully in to the woman that you are today
1: So much. And it's a continual process. And I think that's something we have to remember is it's not just, I'm going to burn this one thing and then everything's (laughs) going to be so easy. Because when we do that, I mean, even externally, right? Mm -hmm. We burn something to the ground. Well, something else is going to pop up. And every over time. time, every time, I mean, there's every you know, damn time, <laughs> Every day, you will be surprised how often you will start saying the word damn now. Um, but, you know, something pops up there and over time we might start outgrowing that and we have to burn it down again. Yeah. And so I see that all the time, you know, with the work that I do, a lot of times we feel like someone else lit the match yeah. to burn something down. Yeah. You know, it's not my fault that my husband died. Right. That burned down real fast. I also was not home when my house burned down. so It was not my fault that that happened either. But Truth. so we feel this, well, somebody else externally pushed my life somewhere. I don't want it to go. And that can feel really, really tempting to shift into a victim mentality. And that's where we have the the, the opportunity to really step into our own power and agency and say, I'm not going to stay in a victim mentality. I'm going to choose to attend my own party and look at my own thoughts mm-hmm. and how we can, can, we can create our life. So I think internally, I burn a lot of things down. Man, I, for a long time and still, many people would say, have been really hard on myself, like really hold myself to some high expectations that are unrealistic,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: especially as a solo mom you know, yeah. just to oh, three yeah. now, six yeah. and under. It is, there are definitely things, I, I joke, my my oldest daughter's first birthday was pinterific. I mean, it was so.
0: <laughs> Aren't they always though, like the first
1: child? It's... I was not going to succumb to that. I was like, no, my kids are going to have, like everybody's going to get the same level of, you know, attention from creativity. And then, you know, Mark died two months before Jonathan's first birthday. So it was just like a, I couldn't even tell you what his first birthday party was like. Okay. Um, okay. I know there were people here. think there was a theme. I'm not sure. So I think that expectation gets burned down a lot, mm, yes. both of myself and of what my life looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark was truly the love of my life. So now to be single for over three years was not in the plans. No. So I think that asking for more help, bringing more people in, Mm -hmm. and then also being willing to continue to pivot. You know, like I said, I grew my first business very successfully in 18 months, and then I burned it down and I shifted over to-
0: Pause. (laughs) Pause. So (laughs) first and foremost, I'm just going to, I'm going to say- uh, I love that you said burning down all of the expectations because there's something Mm. really powerful and freeing about that. Yes. When we have an expectation for our life, which is very normal, very human, very part of how we're raised, especially if you're raised in the United States, but it's very part of of how we're raised. There's a freedom to it. There's a spontaneity to it. There's an Mm. excitement to it. There's also a lot of fear and unknown and scariness to it. Yeah. So I want to I dig into that in a moment. Secondly.
1: I like that we're making notes for ourselves. Like here's we're, what making, we're coming back to.
0: <laughs> we're making notes. This is also what I do in therapy. I'm like, we're going to talk about this and then this and then this. We're going to break these down. As long as you remember. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I am the guide in this journey into the fire. I would love to know because I hear this. I hear this. I hear this phrase with entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. I built this business and then I burned it. Yeah. Awesome. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Why do people do that? Why did you do that? And okay. how did you give yourself permission to do so? Well,
1: isn't that such a great question too? Because you hear that a lot and I see a lot where people are scared to do it
0: mm-hmm. because
1: they think making this shift, making this change means that they failed. Yes. And that's often not the case. But we often stick in something too long because we're scared of other people saying, oh, well, then you must have failed. Mm -hmm. So why did I do it? I did it because I started to notice where the take the damn chance movement was taking more and more of my attention. So my first Ah. business was, I was a launch manager, a brand consultant, brand director for entrepreneurs and small businesses that wanted to grow their business. And in October, September, October of 2020, the restaurant where Mark and I had met closed because of the pandemic. And I wanted to get the sign that was in front of it because every year on our anniversary of meeting, we would go to that same restaurant, take the same selfie. We were very cheesy. Mm. So I wanted the sign and that just posting it on social media, asking people, Hey, do you know the owner of this restaurant kind of blew up and people started, they wanted to help. They wanted to create a GoFundMe page. And I said, this is not a charitable situation. Um so we st- I started pre-selling t-shirts and we created this whole community and so people started talking about this take the damn trip, take the damn chance movement. And I fully expected in 2021 I would start shifting over to that,
0: mm-hmm. but the
1: call to do it became so strong both internally and externally mm-hmm. that I just moved faster. And yep. I asked myself, I said if I Never had to speak about another spreadsheet. Would I be okay? Absolutely. But if I got to speak about Mark, our kids, our life, our relationship, how we can all take the damn chance on ourselves, if I got to do that every single day, I'd be the happiest I could think of. Mm-hmm. And so it became so clear that I couldn't ignore it.
0: Right. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. It became so clear that I couldn't ignore it. There's something really powerful about that statement. I think I'm going to use the word powerful at least eight million times in this podcast.
1: Powerful and damn. It's damn powerful. It's
0: damn powerful. (laughs) I think that there's this inner knowing Mm. that, you know, Glennon speaks to this in her book Untamed, uh, which is what this podcast, there's a quote from her. Book that this podcast is named after, and this inner knowing is something that is so powerful and so important, and such a big piece of how we become our full selves, how we reclaim our power, how we reclaim our life, our dreams, whatever yeah. we're we're going after. And what did you shift within yourself to be able to listen uh, to that knowing? Because people yeah. feel it, right? We feel it. Like I need to move to Costa Rica and start a retreat center. That's one I'm fine. <laughs> like, yeah, I like move it. and go and. Yet we question of course, listening to this, right? So what, what did you shift? What did you do? What happened so that you would listen to this?
1: Yeah. I, so the very first part of the DAMN framework is creating what I call your DAMN manifesto.
0: Yes. And
1: it is that – it starts that whole decide and declare, right? Yes. We have to decide what is our top priority for mm-hmm. now, not forever. But like, Ooh, what is our top priority for, for now? now. For you now. can change? <laughs> you can grow and change, Bevin? No You way. can tweak or pivot. It's up to you. You can wow. make small tweaks or you can <laughs> totally pivot. Um, it's amazing. I, the best advice I ever got from my dad when I was 13 was like very much around this about you're going to make the best decision you can with the information you have at hand. Ooh. And if you make a different decision in six months or even six days, it's not because this decision is wrong. It's because you have more information and you can make the best decision you can with the information you have at hand. But like you said, we have to be willing to listen. Yes. Yes, right? we do. So we have to come up with our yes. Mm-hmm. And like I said, this is... Just for now, you can always make a different decision, but you still want to kind of go through this process and make sure you're not bouncing from all these ideas and never making any traction. So I, I ask, it's, it's, I call it the TRIP filter because everything is an acronym. It just makes it easier for me to remember. I love it. It's, <laughs> my brain is like, this is great. So you say, am I willing to make this my top priority for now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I willing to resource it with my mm. time, which is like our one- Non renewable resource. Yes, maybe some money, our energy, our focus, attention. Is it inspiring? Is it mm-hmm. something like we're willing to move towards as opposed to away from? You know, I just want to get out of this crappy relationship, is not inspiring, but I want a really connected, powerful, passionate relationship. Now, that might mean with the person you're with, or it might mean somebody new, but it's something inspiring. Mm-hmm. And then is it personal? Mm-hmm. So we spend a lot of time. Going after dreams that other people think we should have, or dreams that are other people's, right. instead of—is it personal? A lot of people do have do not have a dream of having a third child when you have four, you know, two, a four and a two-year-old. I think is how old they were with the embryos of your deceased husband, right? Like that's right. not a dream.
0: It's not that a lot of people.
1: No. I mean, some people, but not everybody. <laughs> but it was mine right? And so when yeah. you get really clear on that, mm-hmm. then the the people who are doubting, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter so much. You're not looking for their permission
0: right. to go
1: after those dreams because you're really clear about your yes. And then with the damn manifesto, we pair that with what I call your six dimensional why so that we're not just hanging it on one flimsy little why like oh, I want to make more money, but I'm not making money, so maybe I'll give it up. And that's how we create your damn manifesto, which becomes the touchstone for you when things get hard, because just knowing what you want to do doesn't mean that things are going to be easy. So that's how it's like that inner knowing of, okay, so I'm going to go through that. I'm going to get really, really clear. And then that becomes the touchstone. And then as other things start to kind of pop up in that like shiny object syndrome, We just go back and we say, okay, is this in service of my damn manifesto or not? No. Okay, then it's a no for now. And if it keeps like kind of showing up and making you think, oh, maybe, then you kind of go through that process again and say, okay, am I willing to make this new thing my top priority? Am I willing to resource it? You know, all of those things. And so I saw with the Take the Damn Chance movement, with my shift even into working with women who've gone through these deeply challenging experiences, that yes, I was willing to make it my top priority and and put my attention and re and money and space and focus, all those things. And I was so inspired and it was absolutely my dream. So those are the things that I asked myself to to move in that direction.
0: I like I'm literally I, I wish I had my notepad right now. I'm gonna go back into the show notes because I've 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 heard coaches, I've heard inspirational motivational speakers I've heard mentors talk about a framework before Mm -hmm. I really have like I have deep dove into all of the things yeah and nothing has given me the like head to toe light up buzzy feeling that your framework is giving me well thank
1: you just saying that it gives me the light up buzzy feeling
0: (laughs) (laughs) there's something I mean I'm telling you when it's not based on bullshit, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I'm being a little feisty with that That's statement. That's right. I like it. But it's true. Some frameworks are based on bullshit. When it's not based on just money, right? Mm-hmm, like,
1: mm, yeah. there's a
0: lot of frameworks based on, I want to be a multimillionaire. This is how you do it. When it's based on truth and real lived experience and something that nobody can fuck with, mm-hmm. it is extremely powerful. And it is something mm-hmm. that I think cuts right through yeah. everybody's bullshit. I'm sitting over here thinking as you're talking, I'm like, okay, is the decision that I'm making about this based on my manifesto? I'm like, oh my God, I need to go write my manifesto. Yes. You my manifesto? Everybody <laughs> needs it, right? <laughs> everybody needs it. And and
1: you can create these damn manifestos for everything. Like one of the things that, you know, I the one goal I haven't achieved in life is fitness and health. Like right, I have these like goals in my head that mm-hmm. I, this is the thing I want to achieve. And so I'll join all the different programs and I'll like work with all the different people. And they're, they're, the program details are different, but like not that different, right? Mm-hmm. We all know we're supposed to eat a certain way, we're supposed to move our body, all of that. Oh, yeah. Where I've had the most success is when I created a man, a damn manifesto yes. for my physical health, which, because what we do, <gasps> right? This is a perfect example is that. We go after health and fitness and we go up, we have one why, right? Our one why is typically physical in that scenario, but that's why we still flesh out a six dimensional why because it's not so the the six different areas that are always impacted by our biggest goals are financial, emotional, mental, physical, social, and spiritual. And so, in business, a lot of times we're we're hanging our dreams on financial and often physical, right? We want to make more money and we want location freedom. With health, a lot of times we might hang it we're hanging it on physical. We want to look better, we want to feel better. Sometimes we're hanging it on emotional, like, you know, I, I just don't feel I don't feel confident or social, right? But fleshing it out totally in all six areas. for me, Looked like financially, I want to stop spending money on all these like programs and people, and I want to like stop spending money on clothes I'm never going to wear. Mm. Right, like financially, it mm-hmm. made it made a difference. Emotionally, I wanted to feel proud. I wanted to feel confident. I wanted mm-hmm. to feel um, like happy with with all of these things. Mentally, this is actually for me when I have success in in health journeys. It's the mental part. I want to know that whatever I set my mind to, I can accomplish. Physically, we know, right? We want to feel better. We want to look better. Socially, we want to be able to be out in the world, not feel obsessed about how we're looking, how we don't look. And then spiritually, because it's not about religion, it's like we want our body to kind of align with all of the different areas. That is a hell of a lot more compelling than just I want to fit into that dress. Mm. And so that's why it's so important to do that part. And it's the part that people are missing because they're like, do it. What's your why? Start with why, mm-hmm. but they're never going far enough in it. Mm-hmm. And so then you take that and you craft your damn manifesto and you start building out layer declarations of support, not permission, mm-hmm. <laughs> support. Yes, And that's, you know, just like the beginning of the do the damn thing method. And then you walk through like, attending your own party and what does it mean to compare yourself to where you've been and where you want to mm-hmm. go as opposed to all the other people around you. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And
1: then moments, not minutes, and then now is the time is to me, that really got brought into such sharp relief when Mark passed away mm-hmm. because it was very much we are not promised tomorrow in all the cliches of that, but it was so true. Yeah. But to me, it's not about living scared. It's about living fully. Yes. And so starting now, because there's never going to be a perfect day. Correct. Yes.
0: Ooh, I like literally, have you been on stage? Because we (laughs) need to be.
1: That (laughs) is one of the things I love the most is giving my keynote, um, Mm. which is called Take the Damn Chance. But it really, I call what you're talking about your damn barometer, Mm. right? And so when we have those moments that, like I said at the start, make us say, damn, that was hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Or if it's like, damn, that's amazing, like we lean into mm. that or just that full body like, yes. damn, you just pause and take notice of what's going on.
0: You do. You do. And I'm going to deepen this for a second because I'm Please. actually I'm, – I'm curious about your thoughts here because this is a piece that I think is breaking into the coaching mentoring space that we need to have a conversation about. And I'm wondering where this would fit into your framework because I think yeah. it does, but I want to know where. So when we're talking about making these shifts and we're talking about the manifesto and, and all of these incredible components you're walking people through, which mm-hmm. I think is so amazing. And I want all the notes. Um, <laughs> Your show
1: notes are going to be like a novel. <laughs> I'm pulling out my journal. I'm like,
0: okay, yes, this is the next step. Okay. Because um, anybody that knows me knows that I have lots of very exciting ideas that I want pursue. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. so inspired all the time. Um, yep. so what am I going to follow through on is the question. So our nervous system plays a role here. Yeah. And I think something that I have noticed for people that have had extremely challenging moments mm-hmm. or what I could, I would consider big T trauma. Okay. Yeah. So these are things that shock your whole system. Your nervous system tends to listen to you in a different way. Mm. Um, and Oftentimes when I talk about the nervous system, what I'm saying is our, our hindbrain, the back part of our brain that is geared towards survival, that is primed for if there's a cheetah, shut everything down and run for the hills. Yep. Right. And so this is a piece that I think can get in the way if it's not addressed. And so when it comes to dealing with your nervous systems, maybe misunderstanding mm-hmm. yeah. of where you want to head uh, yeah. because it, it, it initiates a freeze response or a flight response when you want to get on stage and deliver that keynote address or whatever it might be. Where does that fit in the framework when it comes to being able to address, shift, yeah. process, clear that out? So it kind of fits between the D and the A, but
1: the okay. attend party is... Very much, like I said, it's about comparing ourselves only to ourselves, but it's mm-hmm. also about staying present in the moment. So yes. we are creating our experience through our thinking. Mm-hmm. So what you just talked about, I, I use a tiger. You used a cheetah, right? Like <laughs> I'm like, there's either a tiger in the room or there's not. Mm-hmm. And that is fear mm-hmm. because fear is a very useful emotion. It mm-hmm. is telling us that there is danger and we need to take action. Mm-hmm. What often trips us up more than fear is anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that is where we're up in our thoughts mm-hmm. and we're thinking, it's what a if a tiger fear. were to be in the room? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, we're talking about getting on stage. It's like, well, what if there was a tiger in the room while I was on stage? <laughs> what would I do? Where would I yeah. go? And what I. Teach. It's called the PAD method. Again, I have like acronyms out the wazoo. It's really so like you listening can remember it. And I, as (laughs) on podcasts, can be like, what are the three steps? It spells PAD. But so it is pause and get present, Mm. acknowledge and do. Mm. So in that, right, we pause and get present back in our body. You know, Mm -hmm. you mentioned Glennon Doyle earlier. I first heard this on her podcast, but shifting from the what if. To the what is. Mm. And so the best way I've found to do that is to just literally get back in touch with your body. So like I will like run my fingers over my palms Mm -hmm. or my hands along my legs. I will notice what's going on in the room. I have Mm -hmm. a meditation around this called just one damn minute, because of course Mm. it has the word damn in it. But it (laughs) it walks us through, you know, you take a couple of breaths, but then you see five things you can see, four Mm -hmm. things you can touch three things you can hear, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. And that Mm -hmm. gets you back into your body. We pause and get present. Then we acknowledge how we're feeling. Mm -hmm. We're just naming it. We're not judging it. We're not trying to change it. Nothing. We're just saying, I am terrified. I am drowning in anxiety. I am overwhelmed, whatever that is. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then we do something. Mm-hmm. And if it is something where you can take action towards your goal or towards what you're scared about, you do that. But if not, you just do something to change your body states, mm-hmm. right? So you get up and have a dance party. You take a shower. You go for a walk. But it's something to get us out of our thoughts mm-hmm. and back into our body because we always make the strongest decisions when we are present in our body.
0: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, I, first of all, I love the five, four, three, two, one method. It's something mm-hmm. I, I think everybody should have. Uh, it really helps with any, any level of awareness, especially if you're mm-hmm. building towards a panic attack. So I, I think it's such a powerful tool. I want to, I want to describe what's actually happening with that method um, yeah. in terms of like the neurobiology, because what's really interesting and what people don't quite understand is that in, inside of our nervous system is our previous memories. And so oh I, in parts work, we, we talk about it like our little girl or our little boy. It's the, it's the yeah. part of us that's watching mm-hmm. and it's a very powerful part of our body. And in, in fact, it can override a lot of what we want to do as adults if yep. it's unaddressed, right? Remember that, that temper tantrum that you threw, you know, six days ago, that was her. So, so she, <laughs> she, she's, she's still there. Yeah. So what what you're doing in the first moment, right, is you're you're creating space for your nervous system to speak to you in a way that is not disruptive. Okay? So yeah. if we don't listen, our nervous system or our little girl ramps up the volume. Yep. So anxiety, panic is usually there's a there's a fear response that is be, that has been unaddressed. Hey, yeah. I think that striped stuffed animal in the corner is a tiger okay that's what the little girl is saying and you're like no 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 it's not let's do this over here and she's like it's a tiger and yeah you know and you're like no 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 it's fine and so then she starts ramping everything up in your body and then you're like fine I'll look and see if there's a tiger so the pause is actually giving yourself the opportunity to really look at what your nervous system is bringing up yeah and then the a the acknowledgement this is the piece people miss all the time. And this is where the mental shift that you're talking about, that mental redirect of how we speak to ourselves and how we, how we actually step fully into acceptance of what the present Mm -hmm. moment is, Mm -hmm. is that is the acknowledgement, because we can be really upset with ourselves for having anxiety. We can be really upset that we think that that stuffed animal is a tiger. But if you actually give yourself permission to be Fully in the moment and accept what your body is saying, and accept that this is a moment that you're struggling with. Honestly, the pressure just gets relieved. Yeah, and it's not that this method every single time is going to lead you to alleviating this fear, right? No. I I do firmly believe in actual like trauma therapy and trauma yeah. treatment to clear some of this stuff, but it does move you out of places where the threat isn't actually a threat to a degree. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's severe PTSD with that's a different I'm putting that in a different category over here. Right. Absolutely. But then there's the doing piece. And what I think you're the, the last piece that is so important, I want I want this is the whole reason I'm breaking this down. Yeah. Why we have PTSD now far more than we ever our ancestors ever did or even a lot of people in the world that live a more indigenous life or a life closer to uh, the planet. We don't ever take action against our perceived threats because we can't always take action. If there is an actual tiger and I am being attacked and I take action and I complete the process of either scaring the tiger away or killing the tiger or whatever it needs to be, my body has done a complete cycle and it's not stuck. Right right? When we get stuck and we're not able to move through the completion of I beat this thing, I survived. Now I celebrate with my community and I connect. We're stuck in a place of inaction. Right. And so our nervous system pulls us back over and over and over again to this place of inaction because it wants to move out of it. Right. That is literally what PTSD is. And so your ability to move through that, even if it's go take a shower. go for a walk, is telling your nervous system, I can address this present threat, which is fear. Right. I may not be able to address the traumatic event that is coming up in my brain. But in this moment, when I'm not in that traumatic event, I can address this piece. And it trains our nervous system to listen to us, which is why, Devin, you can be like, pad, boom, boom, boom. And you get there because your nervous system is like, we trust you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, no, it's so true because so I want to tell two stories about this because it's so good to practice this. Yes. It's it really is. good to practice it in non-threatening experiences so that when we hit threatening experiences, we can get there faster. And so, um, the reason I say this is on Friday I had to have an emergency root canal. And Ooh. Yeah, super fun. Well, and if you've never had a root canal or a crown, they put this like latex over your mouth to protect your other teeth. And what I was not thinking about is that I actually have really negative experiences under anesthesia. I've had panic Mm -hmm. attacks during all three of my C sections, Mm -hmm. and and what it and what the resolution for each of those was just to like elevate my head a little bit. Mm -hmm. But I didn't think about that. I wasn't thinking about this being anesthesia. When I went into my C-sections, the second and third, I said, hey, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to have a panic attack. Here's what you're going to need to do. Mm -hmm. I also had somebody with me at those. So in the endodontist's office, I started having this panic attack. I didn't know what was happening. Mm -hmm. I literally rip that thing off my mouth. And then I'm talking to the endodontist and he's like, what's going on? And I said, I think this, and of course I'm hyperventilating. They're checking my blood pressure. I truly thought I was going to end up in the hospital. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so I had this conversation with him and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know what's happening. And we talked through it. He actually did the whole root canal standing up
0: (laughs) uh, so that he could
1: keep me like elevate, you know, like Mm -hmm. more vertical. But what I did in that, 22 minutes it t- usually takes 45 he did it in mm-hmm. 22 minutes is i was just noticing things in the room yes. i was noticing the light i was noticing the music anytime i started to get really like hyperventilating i just i came back to what is i was counting mm-hmm. my breaths all of these things but only because i practiced them mm-hmm. so the the distinction because i I've, i was in a real life experience where i had fear and then i had anxiety mm-hmm. so the summer after Mark passed away, my sister and I were grilling out on our back deck. There are two um, cables or pipe whatever they are. They come off the our house that have gas. And my sister turned both of them on. And when she went to light the grill, about 5 minutes later a fireball shot out of the grill because mm. one of those was not supposed to be turned on. Okay. In the moment, my sister and I acted. She somehow got around the grill, turned the gas off. My niece brought baking soda or or salt or whatever, we poured it on the gas. We made sure everybody was okay. We made sure nothing had actually caught on fire, all of those things. That was fear. We were in the moment and we took action. Mm -hmm. Yes, you did. 10 minutes later, panic attack. Mm -hmm. Because remember, I had a house burned down.
0: Mm-hmm. right so all mm-hmm. of a sudden
1: all of that is triggered i'm mm-hmm. like my daughter was only 4 at the time was on the deck but not there but oh my god what if she had been and what would mm-hmm. we have done and if you know if this if my house really caught on fire how will i get the kids out now that i'm a solo parent mm-hmm. and i had to think what is my what are my thoughts telling me
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and this was even before i kind of come up with the pad method this was one of the mm-hmm. the experiences that helped me realize it yes i paused and i got present
0: Mm -hmm. I acknowledged all
1: the feelings and then I did something and the did something for me at that point was I spent about $400 on fire extinguishers, escape ladders, not because that's going to prevent the fire in the future, right? But it's like, okay, everything that came up was this fear around how would I battle a future fire? How would I get out of the house? I'm not going to ignore those things. Correct. I'm going to do what I can do to make mm-hmm. myself feel more confident. And that helped alleviate that. And now anytime that like trips mm-hmm. up, I actually don't have PTSD about my fire, even though I, it was a six alarm fire that burned my house down and I watched it from, a, from an alley. Mm-hmm. I don't because anytime I feel triggered about it, I think, okay, what? how am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Angry, scared, frustrated, nervous and then what can i do in this moment to address it and if there's nothing then i do something else i mm-hmm. go for a walk i just try to change my body so that i can get out of my thoughts yes
0: Oof. and this it's you're you're running a system that is clean through your body mm-hmm. it's this mm-hmm. it's this extremely well communicated relationship that you have with your nervous system and honestly this is Everything that I work through with clients is to have this, to have yeah. a well-functioning system that listens to you, that adapts, and that gives you direction that you can actually listen to. Because oftentimes I have clients who they'll they'll have that panic attack and you had these kind of actionable items. It's not that you didn't have these other pieces. Oh, yeah. But what ends up happening is people get kind of drowned out by their own spiral and they can't get to the meat of it. They can't get to the center of what am I actually afraid of here? And that's right. usually when they lean on therapy or they lean on mentorship or whatever it is to find out what the the actionable piece is. And, and so this is how we start to really work through our mental system, our physical system. And I do, you know, I love to pull the spiritual in too, because there's also a piece of us that just have to surrender and and feel like not that there's meaning for everything that happens, because I yeah. think that can be really dismissive of of tragedy, but it's that like there's purpose, there's meaning if you want to make it uh-huh. purposeful and meaningful, and that the universe, God, whatever, is not here to get you. Right. It's not about you being attacked by the heavens. Fireball. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly because we can pers- we can personify that quite a bit and yeah. feel very hopeless and very sad and very upset. And so, you know, you're just walking us through what it looks like to truly heal and to be empowered in our nervous system yeah. with the real life experiences that you've had. Yeah. So, okay, I have two I have two questions because I don't know how you're not like an Oprah. <laughs> Yeah, Like I'm kind of like, I think I might've just interviewed the next Oprah. Um, so please, here's Oprah. hoping Coco. Don't, don't, don't forget about me when you have your own show be like, here's our resident, you know, trauma coach. Be like, that would be great. What would you say now? Yeah. Because I, I feel so much strength coming from you in a very, very, very real way. Yeah. Uh, a resili- a resiliency that runs deep. So what would you say is a current challenge that you have that you're still working through, that you're still facing, that you're still struggling with today, mm. right now? You mentioned your health journey, but I heard, I heard you walk through how you're going to get through that. So, <laughs> I know, but you know, I have
1: to do it, right? I say yeah. that out loud and then I'm like – because I notice every time I feel like I'm struggling, I'm like, man, if I just walked through my own process – I would probably be over this.
0: Mm, right? Yes. I mean and
1: I do that like I said in my business because mm-hmm. I've made this shift. I had mm-hmm. incredibly success even like with take the damn chance and I was working with entrepreneurs and I had an incredibly successful mastermind that was making over, you know, over $100,000. And then I shut it down because I said I am more passionate mm-hmm. about supporting women who've gone through these deeply challenging experiences. Divorce, yes. losing someone they love health issues fertility issues whatever that is
0: mm-hmm.
1: who don't want to be defined by that and they want to mm-hmm. bring their goals to life that's still terrifying to me because i mm-hmm. say oh my gosh is any is anybody going to want to Invest in this work in themselves. Mm, oh, Is it feel going that. to work? Right? <laughs> Is it going to work? All of those things. Um. You know, romantic relationships are still something yeah. that I work through because I had a really amazing relationship with Mark. In fact, yeah. and I don't say this as like a oh look at me, but I had people who would say to us before he passed and after, like you guys are one of the relationships we kind of strive for because mm. it's not perfect but you know how to speak to each other and support yes. each other. That ended unexpectedly, completely out of my hands. And yeah. so I have this fear. I have mm-hmm. never, I don't think I've ever talked about this on a podcast. So I have this fear of like, well, what if I can never find that again? Mm-hmm. Or what if somebody doesn't love me as much as Mark did? And that's just, again, it's a fear. It's my thoughts. Talking to me, saying this is never going to happen. And so, like, that is, I think, again, sort of the the real power of the do the damn thing method and the framework is that you can pull it up at any moment, right? Mm-hmm. I can be, I can totally snap at my kids and then say to myself, okay, if I had to decide and declare what kind of a mom I want to be right now, this is not it. So let me get back in the present moment, let me remember, it's like about the moments, not the minutes and shift who I'm being right now. So, I mean, there are so many things that I continue to work through. And that I think is also really important for people to know because thank you for saying that I'm the next Oprah and whoever's listening, I hope that that is, I mean, I don't need a last name either. So like, I feel like we can move in that direction, but if I can do it, and I am not any more special than the people listening, I just have more practice. But if I can do it and build a successful business, have my third child that I have wanted, be working on my book coming out, you can go after your dreams too. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, I know it to be true.
0: Oh, and you know it and you're showing us the way. It's, I extremely inspired it, to say Thank the you. least. Yeah. And I, I do think... I do think the fear of the what if and the unknown, and oh, can yeah. can this be as good as what I've had, or can it be, can it live up to the expectation that really you should hold for, yeah. for your relationship? Yeah, of course. Um, I I love that you you said it, and I appreciate you opening that door here because I do think that you can you can conquer these challenges. You can move through insurmountable odds, but there's always going to be something that you're, you're currently wrestling with. And if there isn't anything you're currently wrestling with, we need to have a conversation (laughs) because you know, like we all can get very comfortable in the lack of Mm -hmm. risk of life, but I do think moving towards growth is part of what makes our human lives extremely well-lived. Yeah. And, yeah. And that is, that is that next mountain, we'll say, that you yeah. are currently walking on. And I can't wait to see who that man is, honestly, <laughs> right? Like, he's going to be incredible. You and me both. You and me yeah. Both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's. It, it, I know it's possible because right. it, it has happened for others. But I also think that, like, the testament of what it looks like as you hold yourself in the space of the mm-hmm. what if and the unknown, the void, the yuck is what I call it. Yeah. I should make that an acronym, what the yuck actually is. <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll think of my Yeah, head. <laughs> you should message me be like, it's going to be this. Because I use that a lot. Like when you're in the yuck where you don't have the action yet, but you're like, you're like just in it. You're just there. Yeah. Um, And holding that space for that person while you uh, sit in that space of the unknown. Yeah. I would love for you to tell... All of my listeners here, where they can find you, what you're currently promoting and offering because I'm pretty sure they're all going to race over to wherever you are and (laughs) try and sign up. So what is it that you're currently offering? What are you doing? Walk us through how we can find you.
1: Well, definitely come check out the podcast, All the Damn Things, because this is exactly what I talk about, different ways that we can look at the framework, different ways it's showing up in my life. Um, the way it's showing up in my guest lives. And then you can always go to um, threekeysmasterclass.com. And that is where I have my, it's a free training. It's the three keys to taking back control of your life and achieving your goals, even after going through a deeply challenging experience. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's a free training and it it really starts to introduce you to the do the damn thing method mm-hmm. and how when we have clarity and we have action, that's where really amazing things happen. Those are the two best ways to connect with me from the podcast. You'll hear all the other ways, but
0: Mm. Oh, okay. I love it. I love it. This cannot be the last time we talk. I'll be back anytime you want me. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely loved having a conversation with you, Bevan. It has been an, an honor to have you on. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Sharing all of your methods and acronyms because I'm we need them all. I'm gonna write them all (laughs) down in my journal and spend the next four hours deep diving on my life. Does this go in my manifesto? Bagel? or toast I'm to come back and decide like Colleen just eat, eat eat some fucking bread whenever it is just eat it um, <laughs> I love that you said bagel or
1: toast because I was waiting yeah. for you to be like bagel or apple you're like no which type of bread because I'm with you I'm like which type of bread am I going to have right I know <laughs>
0: I know It's really like this is, this is the daily challenge of a creative, right? <laughs> Thank you so much for being on and for anybody who is listening. I appreciate your time and stepping into it with us. Have a wonderful rest of your day and continue to let the rest burn step into your full self. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate every single second that you chose to set aside for you and the impact that you're going to have on the world today. To be inspired, to be seen, and to hold space starts with the very actions we take with ourselves. Look at the show notes for more information. Like and subscribe and share with friends if you feel inspired to. And as always, let the rest burn.